Welcome back. These are Pandemic Pints. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Pandemic Pints. I'm Kieran. And I'm JP. Join us for a very special episode of Pandemic Pints. But before we get into that, let me show you the beers that, uh, well, we we already opened these ones. Uh, (laughs) These are from, I'll start with mine. This is Third Barrel Brewing. Uh, Shut up, Juice. You've seen this before. Shut up. Shut up, you. Uh, JP, you have a third bar brewing. What, what one is yours? Keep smiling. I can't stop smiling. I've already drank two of them. They're at 8%. Eight, they're at 8% oh, so at two 8%ers, that's the equivalent of four pints of Guinness, but it's smaller amounts of beer. So I'd say it's even stronger and then some. than four. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And then some. It's fantastic. Um, the, I think the great thing about the... the oh, 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 housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> We have housekeeping items today, JP. Um, do we? Yeah, we do. 400 followers. We hit the 400 followers, which is very important. I did mention last week that we were about to, and now we did. Why is that important? If you were a first-time listener, you're like, nobody cares. Um, and if you're a regular listener, you're probably also like, nobody cares. Uh, but <laughs> it, it matters to us because once we hit 500, uh, we are going to give away one of these pine glasses. Look at that. Yeah, I think it's better. We should, do, we should do a big bulk order, and we whoever should. wants to buy one that doesn't the winner, they could buy the one. That would be great. There That's we what we're gonna do. I just so get in touch live on the air. If you want a pandemic pints pint glass, get in touch, uh, and we'll we'll let you know the uh, the details. But we are going to give away one at 500 followers. Uh, another housekeeping item. Uh, Rob, one of our listeners, got in touch. Uh, we had cider last week from falling apple and he just wanted to uh basically let us know that falling apple is part of the wider o'hara's group which is interesting so a lot of people will know o'hara's i think jp you've had o'hara's on this show before yeah yeah, they're Um, good they're in the spars usually yeah yeah uh pretty easy to find so uh fii falling apple is part of the uh o'hara's group which was uh which is great to know thank you rob um fast fact JP. Here we go. And nothing today because I was nothing too lazy. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I was too lazy all week, and everyone's probably like, thank God, we're tired of his stupid fast facts yeah. about no seeds that germinated after 32,000 years. <laughs> that was a great fast fact, I thought. So if you don't like it, get I out of here. Everyone was collecting their seeds, and no, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today, JP, we have an absolutely uh, phenomenally privileged episode pandemic pints we get to meet one of the the creators of these uh beautiful cans that we taste uh week in week out so we are absolutely delighted to welcome kev from third barrel brewing to pandemic pints kev what is the crack what is going on guys thanks for having me oh no thanks thanks for coming on how are you doing uh look i'm living the dream living the dream uh yeah, yeah, we're doing good, doing good, good. W- working, um, the sun's out and it's beer time, so happy can't, days. Can't, can't complain, right? Exactly. So Kev, how to tell our, our listeners a little bit uh, about yourself, so how, how did you get into brewing beer? It seems to be um, the, the dream of many folk, but uh, <laughs> very, very few seem to be able to get into it. So the, how, the, how dream, into the, the dream of many, but the nightmare of a few, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, it's like like most 
people in the in the brewing industry and people who own breweries, um, I'd say the vast majority of them would have roots in home brewing. Uh, so I started homebrewing about 15 years ago, maybe a bit more. I can't remember. I've had so many homebrews now, the memory's gone. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, I started with a buddy of mine, Niall, and we were homebrewing away. And uh, we were brewing some pretty decent beers and we thought to ourselves, oh, this is right at the early stages of the kind of the, the Irish craft beer uh revolution i would say that there was at the time there wasn't a huge amount of irish craft beers out um there and we were we were brewing beers that we we taught ourselves maybe a bit naively that were maybe better than the stuff you could buy so <laughs> we, yeah. we we said we'd, we'd give it a go um just for the crack i suppose so we set up a brand called stone barrel brewing uh, back okay. in 2013 and okay. we uh we were classes was called gypsy brewers so we didn't have our own brewery we just bounced around other people's breweries and contract brew our beer there and, and sell it on and uh we quickly realized that there's a a big difference between brewing 20 liters of ipa in your kitchen and <laughs> brewing 2000 liters of ale <laughs> that goes out to market so it's uh it was a it was a steep learning curve but it all kind of evolved from that anyway so it's yeah. uh it was kind of a natural thing and what happened to Storm Barrel Brewing since That's you've changed now to Third Bear? It's yeah. so, so uh, I can give you the story. I'll give you the story. <laughs> basically, while me and Niall were doing the, the Stone Barrel thing, uh, our buddy John had a brand called Third Circle. And he was doing the same, contract brewing or gypsy brewing, bouncing around different breweries. So we, uh, we end up falling into, we're brewing in the same brewery together. And we're helping each other brew our beers. And, we, you know, we're saying, why are we giving this brewery owner all our money? You know, neither of us could afford a brewery on our own. But together, we said, we'll pool our resources. We can build our own brewery. And uh, happy days. So that's what we did. We, 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 Stone Barrel and Third Circle came together and set up what's now imaginatively called Third Barrel. I see a lot of thought went into that. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the, mar the marketing department was going insane for a while, but no. Uh, <laughs> so we, we set up the brewery ourselves with just the two brands, Stone Barrel and Third Circle. And then we said we'd do a collaboration beer to, you know, to celebrate the, the, the new union. Uh, and we called that beer Third Barrel. And that kind of beer was so successful. We brewed a second and a third and a fourth and now we just kept it on as a brand so now we basically we have three brands of beer <laughs> coming out of the same brewery so we have our third barrel brand which is the beer you were drinking a couple of uh, episodes ago and, and the, the one we're we're drinking oh, right now actually <laughs> yeah 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 so uh that that is our kind of our high-end brand where we brew big beers there's no core range or anything like that it's just new beer after new beer after new beer and uh, then we have our mid-range brand which is our our stone barrel brand and that'd be a little bit more affordable still staying quality but and then we have our third circle brand which is generally our kind of four for ten euro brand in 330 mm -hmm. mil cans so um yeah it's a bit of crack it's a bit of crack yeah. it, uh, it keeps I, us busy and that's wh where, where where are you based Kev? we're based in costadel bluebell Dublin 12. <laughs> yeah. Every brewer's dream to uh, to be in the middle of a big grey industrial estate brewing beer. <laughs> where most breweries are. You know, when you're setting off in your journey of brewing, you're thinking to yourself, oh, a nice Victorian 
warehouse that we can convert into a lovely brewery and a bar. And then at the end of the day, you know, you don't need that. You just need a big warehouse to fit all the crap you accumulate when you're brewing. You know, it's, so it's, yeah, yeah. We're in Bluebell, just off the Nace Road, just off the Nace Road. Go. I, I've got one question, which is, you know, you're, you're doing the home brew, and maybe you kind of answered it earlier, but you just made the move. Like a lot of people, like I like say making barbecue sauce, you know, I love doing well, barbecue and, but I wouldn't ever go and say, ah, I can do this and sell this. Like, or I'm that passionate about it. So, you know, what was the big driver for you? Like, why, why did you really step out to start running your own business here and doing this? Well, that's see, there's a couple of ways of looking at it and it's, it's, a, it's, um, you know, if you have a hobby that you really enjoy doing, you either ruin it by by going into business with it because the business takes over and you don't enjoy your hobby anymore. Or mm-hmm. like we did, you start up a business so you can do your hobby even more and get paid for it, you know? So that's the way we, <laughs> we were we were kind of brewing every week and we kind of, when I say we were brewing, but we kind of used it as an excuse just to get out of the house and go drinking for the afternoon and happy day. <laughs> But we were thinking to ourselves, like, we could do it. And we were, you know, we didn't jump into it right from the outset and go, right, let's go set up a brewery. We were kind of, we sat back and we done figures on it and, like, you know, said, is it sustainable? And, like, when I say this, I only left, like, my job in in 2015. I still work full time over a contract. Okay. Niall was a professional poker player when i say professional he made a little bit of money off it which technically makes him professional but he's, uh, <laughs> so, so he would work in the evening times online playing poker what i'm in the the office job during the day and then you'd swap we'd, we'd swap and i'd work in the evening oh, yeah. delivering beer you know when he's doing his poker so it was uh we kind of took it slow i mean we we didn't jump head first in the good thing about setting up as a, a contract brand or a gypsy brewer is that you don't really have any upfront capital expenditure you know apart from the oh, right. investment to making the beer you don't own any equipment you don't own any of this so if it ended up being a complete failure so be it you know at least you try yeah. it you know yeah is there are there any um like grants and stuff for people trying to get into it or was it even around at the time yeah not like there's not much uh aimed specifically at brewing Okay. But the, the, your local, the local enterprise offices have startup grants and uh, bits and bobs. So, like, we, we availed of a little bit of it at the start. But mm-hmm. um, Niall was, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this now because they'll probably come after him for money. But Niall was on the dole <laughs> while he was still playing poker. So <laughs> he, got, he got what's called a community, you know, called an enterprise allowance, which allowed him to stay on the, the dole. Yeah, while he was working in the new business, so he had three years of dole without having to go and sign on and stuff like that. So you know, there's little bits and bobs, but mainly like it's a case of, you know, like any new business, you just need to be hungry, and you know, mm. if you if you spend your life relying on kind of grants, you'll never really grow your business because True. you have to have yeah. the hunger there. But there is yeah. supports out there, and we have available of, of one or two. But yeah, yes, yeah. very good. One of my one of my things I was thinking about when you know, before this interview is just kind of, you know, th- this, the brewing industry in Ireland is just, like you said, had a revolution, you know, it's just really taken off. It's followed an American brewing revolution. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us Irish Americans as well, both felt like, Ooh, you know, there's like the craft beer scene. It's like, Ooh, the snobs, you know, like, <laughs> 
that's I think the initial impression. Like I was never like, oh, what are these guys drinking craft beer? Like, why would you why would you pay that much money for beer? Just drink a Coors Light or drink a pint of Guinness. And I think I maybe back in 2013, 14 um started to drink more craft beers it was actually due to a family connection that i had uh with great lakes brewing company out of um out of ohio yeah but i know even kieran when we started the the podcast you never drank no um, you never drank craft beers you would stick your nose up at them right (laughs) six dutch gold for seven euro there you go (laughs) so it used to be six dutch gold for five pound Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so how did you so my question is how did you, I, I just imagine you like your beer, so you probably weren't drinking craft beer 30 years ago. So how did you fall into this passion and love of like, you know, unique beers and IPAs and all that? Yeah. Well, the camera, it does add age, doesn't it? Because 30 years ago, I was nine. So I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> many beers, that stage. I, I did live in the north side, so I probably started early, but I don't think it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know, I think, like I, when I started my, my drinking life, it was Dutch gold, um, which I didn't mind to be honest once it was cold, but then yeah, yeah. I know, but no complaints <laughs> when you're, when you're drinking at the leisure plex in Kulak, uh, it was hard <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I've always kind of liked the idea of different beers, uh, even though I might go down. So I remember like we used to go down to the off license and obviously world beers was a very small little section in any off license still is in some off licenses now, but, um, you know, it always pick up your six cans of Carlsberg or whatever, and then something else. And I always, in my mind, ended up being horrible anyway, even though it was probably some <laughs> fantastic Val or one of these Belgian, you know, but you know, to a, to yeah. a fellow who's just used to drinking Carlsberg, it was horrible. But, uh, yeah. you know, just evolved from that. And to be honest, you know, I still drink a pint of Guinness from time if I can't get craft beer. You know, there's there's staples like like that, and it's not a bad thing. You know, it's if people yeah. work long and hard. And, you know, you have your own money, you can spend it whenever you want. But I just always wanted something slightly different, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. When we were, when, I suppose there was only a couple of pubs in in Dublin that were doing craft beer at the time, and that was the Bull and Castle, and obviously the Porterhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go in there. And you want something different, so you start drinking their own beers, say in the porterhouse, and then you get to know Ken behind the bar, and Ken would be like, "Oh, I just got this Odell's in, and it was the first time he came into Ireland, and I drank that, and that blew my mind." And there was, a, you know, it's so it's it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. To, <laughs> once, once you get into it, you know, it's it's like a cult, and when you get in, it's 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 hard to get out. You know, yeah. away. And it, but it's 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 really cool. I think I remember listening to a podcast with. Uh, Jeez, I can't remember his name, the guy who founded Sierra Nevada. And he was saying, you know, craft beer, hoppy beers especially, you're used to drinking lager and someone gave you a hoppy beer. You're going to think it's horrible initially. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because it's like eating mashed potato all your life, but then someone puts a Mexican in front of you and you yeah. eat that. You're going to think it's horrible. Exactly. Then yeah. you go back to start eating mashed potatoes again, and you're like, this seriously lacks in flavor. I need something else. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> it, true. It, it, it it's very good, yeah. There. That's where everybody, I think, We've got into it now. People are just people are just hop crazy now at this stage. It's, it's yeah. like you can't you can't sell a beer now without without jam packing it full of hops. These days. Yeah. Do you have uh, a favorite? So like right now, I'm drinking uh, um, the Shut Up Juice. Uh, yeah. I had one of the Keep Smilings earlier. I think JP oh, yeah. has one of the Keep Smilings. 
Jesus, they're strong. Jeez, they're strong. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> I'll be smiling for a while after that one. But, um, do you have a favorite from from everything that you, you produce? Um, well, not as such, because it's, it really depends what mood I'm in. You know, if right. I'm in the mood for drinking strong beers, I have a favorite. We just released, uh, or re-released, should I say, a beer called The Space Between Us, which was a, mm-hmm. a 10% barrel-aged imperial stout that we uh, released in March, and we just re-released there again because we had a couple of barrels left over. Uh, so if I'm, in a, if I'm in a good, strong beer mood, that would be my favourite. But then we also have a beer called Boom, um, which is... Like, I've seen the can. I, the, the can is very appealing to me, yeah. the Boom can. It's got like a skull on it or something, Boom, right? Yeah. Full smoke in a pipe. Where would you be? But uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, that's only 4.5%. So it really depends when I'm into drinking a couple of pints or I want to sip on something. So there's no firm favourites, you know. And yeah. I say, it's like uh, the old cliche. It's like, you don't have a favourite kid. But I do. I, I sure. do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but you know what I mean? You kind of really, beer is, well, it really depends what mood you're in. So, you know, like, yeah. like, ask me now and I say my favourite's boom. But then you'll ask me now in about an hour and a half's time and I'll tell you it's something completely It could change. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. mentioned the Imperial Stouts, and I'm no beer connoisseur. Um, we've admitted that before oh, yeah. on the podcast. But one thing that I remember tasting, I went to Asheville, North Carolina, which is like in America, it's like microbrewery, like heaven, right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, power, it's a great place for that. I think it was High Wire, and I had this bourbon barrel stout. Oh, yes. And it was like 13%. <laughs> But it was the greatest thing I have ever tasted in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, it was just like amazing bourbon and stout. It was just gorgeous. You said Imperial. Have you ever done a bourbon barrel stout before? Well, the one, the, the funny enough, this one was a bourbon, well, sort of a bourbon barrel stout. So we get our, I don't think I'm allowed to say the name of the distillery, but we get our uh, barrels off a, a well-known independent Irish distillery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning with tea and ended in ings but it's uh <laughs> they the barrels they gave us last time were bourbon barrels initially so they were over in the states okay. for like 15 years aging bourbon really high quality bourbon and then they were shipped to ireland and then they were filled with whiskey for a year just to finish off and like i think they were emptied on a tuesday and then we picked them up tuesday evening and they filled them up a game of beer on a wednesday morning so the the, the that this beer the space between us it, the, it, it's a lot more bourbony than whiskey and bourbon and stout play really well together. Oh, they do. It's, it's, yeah. nice. I mean, like I said, I'm not a beer connoisseur, but I'm telling you, that was the greatest thing I ever tasted. So I'll, I'll ship you, I'll ship you guys a few cans next week and you can tell me what you think. Oh my God. Oh yes. You mentioned, uh, Kev, if you, if you, I mean, you, you, you'll have the pint of Guinness if there's no craft, uh, yeah. available and, I suppose it's odd now talking about if you were to go to the pub, what would you have? Because nobody's going to the pub. But, I'd, have a, um, I'd have a celebration, I think. <laughs> I'd drink that, four day yeah. old wine out of a bloody dirty boot. <laughs> <laughs> if, I if I could do it in a pub. <laughs> but, if, but if you, you know, pre COVID, let's say, if you went yeah. to the pub, what would, you, and there was no craft on, on, on uh, tap? Or are available in bottle. Would you be having a pint of Guinness, or would you would you lean towards something different? No, I would generally like. It's not. I have two kids now, so it's not often I get out to the pub. So when I do, I'm making sure. a beeline to whatever pub I want to go to. <laughs> I do have friends who are who wouldn't be into craft beer, and you know, if we're going out in a night out, you, have, you kind of have to accommodate the masses rather than me dragging eight people yeah. off to one of my uh, Ponzi bars, or whatever. But 
Yeah, I would drink Guinness. I would drink Guinness if, yeah. if that's all that was there. Um, I don't really like the macro lager stuff. I can't drink Coors Light or Heineken or anything like that. It just, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, it's just too bland for my liking. You know, but you. Guy, if, you. Uh, I'd have a few pints of Guinness. Um, definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's uh, one thing I always wonder is like, there's been this revolution in Ireland for the craft beers. Maybe there's the markets too now saturated with all these craft brews. So I'm curious just what your thoughts are for the future of the craft beer industry in Ireland. And do you guys get along? Are you guys warring here? Is there like, you know? Yeah. Like the, the, one of the best. You get along. Is that what you said? Yeah, you get along. <laughs> like, you're fighting. Is that what you, you said? Know, fighting, you know, fighting. You're, you're <laughs> coming there and, you know, draining each other's craft beers, you know? Like, <laughs> Not a, like some medieval kind of Game of Thrones game of that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something beer-wise with Rise of Thrones. There had something going on like that in my uh, the town I was living in Pennsylvania. You know, there was there was people they were like sabotaging each other's breweries. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. None of that. Yeah. None of that big, big, That's a bit extreme. It is. It is like the best thing about being in in the craft beer industry in Ireland is the Irish craft beer scene. Like we're all friends out of the. 80 or 90 physical craft breweries that are in Ireland at the minute, I'd say I'd, I'd know about, you know, uh, 90% of those people to have a chat with. And, you know, the rest of them, you well, like, yeah. even half of that, you'd be good friends with. So where we're situated, we're right beside Whiplash Brewery, we're right beside Rascals, right beside uh, Shane from Dot, four provinces. And we're all friends. We all borrow hops off each other. We all borrow, uh, you know, bits and bobs. So it's, mm. it's a great industry to be in. Uh, where where it goes is, is it's all up in the air at the minute. No one knows what, where what's going to happen yeah. craft beer. Like if you look at the states and you look at their like their twenty percent of beer sales in, in the states is, is craft beer or independent beer, should I say? Because craft is a bit of a weird. Uh, you can't really define that word craft, you know. Yeah. But and then in, in England, I think it's about ten percent, whereas in Ireland it's only three percent. Oh wow! Yeah, so so it's, it's, it's a huge opportunity. Huge opportunity. There is a lot of players fighting for the same little space so you know it's a few guys got you see it already a few guys got into it thinking it was a good way to make money because they were looking at the whole industry saying oh it's growing year on 40 percent year on year you know that's huge so i'll get in and make a bit of money and they've left now thankfully so (laughs) most of the people who are in it now are just still people who who set up a business so they can make beer and then happy days yeah it's the having losing the pubs uh, was a big hit for a lot of people. Was mm. a big hit for a lot of people, and I don't know whether some people will will, will survive that. Yeah. Uh, you mm. know, luckily we were about eighty percent of what we packaged was into cans anyway. So we. I, I was going to ask: Are you in pubs? We are, we are, but because we do a lot of specials, we don't have okay. a lot of permanent taps. So we uh, we do uh, we've got taps like a lot of the big craft beer bars. We'd have our beers in there but they were they'd rotate in around because we release mm. three or four new beers every month across the three brands so uh there's not much okay. room for permanent taps when someone goes and have a point of that and they're like no it's gone it's been replaced two beers ago but <laughs> it's yeah like we and we brewed a house beers for 57 the headline and and the oh, yeah. as well so we, we have taps in there but yeah, it's a weird one. A lot of lads are going to find it really difficult. The few mm. I know of, of a few breweries who are closed and they closed at the start of lockdown, and they haven't reopened yet because 
you know, they everything they were selling was into local bars, and they're going to find it hard. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a shake up, but like. I suppose you can't cry about it. It's happening with everybody, you know. It yeah. doesn't matter whether you're a taxi driver or you own a brewery or this or that. If you're anyway self-employed and you weren't selling PPE, you're going to be screwed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Very true. Where where did you it just came to my mind, Kevin? Where, where did you get some of the names? Like I'm here drinking a shut up juice. Like where, where did that come from? The, the naming. Uh, they come out of the year usually on a no car Friday. So normally we always gone on holiday today, so we didn't do it. But normally on a Friday we have uh, a no car rule. So the three, well, it's only three of us working in the brewery. The three almost. <laughs> we, we no neither. We, we don't bring in our cars. Usually the case, what we do is we spend the Friday tidying up cleaning the brewery, cleaning empty tanks, deep cleaning everything and drinking beer while we do it. Um, so the names generally pop up somewhere at about three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> <cans deep>. <laughs> <laughs> but this or that or whatever. And, and it'll stick. Like we don't put a huge emphasis on the names. The names actually, the names need to be funny in, in my opinion or have the, have the bit of crack. Some people take yeah. it a bit extreme and you know, get a bit arty with it, which is like art can fuck off. The art and beer do not mix, you know. <laughs> <laughs> beer beer is beer and it's 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 for the masses to drink. It's not for the small few to ponder over. But uh yeah. the yeah, so we just we just make up names for the fun of it and that's that's, that's it. Like, nothing they don't mean anything. They don't it's just does that sound funny? Mm. Does that sound good? Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, I I love your attitude towards beer. It's it's for the masses. It's not for a few to ponder. I think it's mm-hmm. also reflective of just how you said it. Your business model is more so. We love making beer. We're gonna make beer. Oh yeah, we can make money on it too. You know, like yeah. it's not like you said. Some of those some people. Oh, here's a quick. You know, some we can make some quick money here, and you know they're not in it anymore. And it's just encouraging to see that Ireland's pursuing craft beer out of a passion for it rather than just like you know let's let's make a lot of money because i think honestly that's that's where we can continue to grow i mean ireland more than any country probably in the world is associated with guinness right and it's Mm -hmm. always will be there like it's not going anywhere i right i mean i'm sure but it doesn't mean that our craft beer can't come into the scene like you know we'll go for a few pints hopefully soon and you know we'll get guinness when we're in the pub but it's been really awesome to, you know, taste these craft beers, to support local brewers like yourself. And honestly, it's just been really awesome just to be able to talk with you and just, you know, mm-hmm. learn about your passion for it. Because it's, I think it just excites us even more to, to continue to keep drinking craft beer, you know? Well, that's it. That's it. Like, I must say, I, I suppose, you know, I suppose, I was just on your point of Ireland being like uh, a Guinness country, which it is. It's weird because, like, for such a nation of drinkers, which we're known as, and we do enjoy a pint, we had such shit taste in beer. You know, you think you think <laughs> a country that is so enveloped in in drinking beer and having the crack, you'd have a you'd have a slightly better better taste in beer. But in fairness to the, you, look at this the, the pandemic. Um, the, the only reason why a lot of breweries are open is because of the people who drink Irish craft beer. And it's, I think since yeah. they were off, a lot of people were off work for a few months, there was a lot of people trying new beers and there was a big drive, not just in beer, I suppose, across all industries to support local and support Irish. And that's like kept our doors open. It kept, I say, you know, most other breweries doors open. And that's, oh, like we couldn't do anything. All we could do is make beer 
and hoped that it worked out all right during that pandemic because no one knew what, what the hell was going on. But this yeah. big drive of people supporting local and supporting uh, the local breweries or even just Irish breweries in general, uh, that, that's kept the door open for, for, for most people. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, you can't take that away from that. It's nice to, I say, for a nation, such a nation of shit drinkers, uh, there was <laughs> a huge amount of support that came out of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, every brewery in the country is going to be thankful for that, including myself. And on that note, Kev, where can our listeners get their hands on some third barrel brewing products? Uh, well, you have to tell me the geographic locations of your list. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but we we have people in we have people in Turkey and India now. I, I don't know if you're shipping that far, but <laughs> not that far, no. But he, like, in Ireland, you'd get it in most of the independent off licenses around. But we ship nationwide. Uh, we also ship direct from our web shop, so we sell direct from the brewery as well. Shameless okay. plug: www.thirdbarrel.com. Um, and uh, across the UK, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal. Um, Sweden, Denmark, just about to go into Norway now next week as well. Fantastic. Um, yes, wow. Yeah, most of the mainland Europe, except Germany. And I don't know why. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any German uh, uh, listeners out there, we, just drop me an email and tell me why they don't. Yeah. Like, is it me? You know, do I take it personally? I need to look at my self-esteem here. <laughs> you know what's you know what's you know what's amazing as we kind of wrap up here is you made this beer that I'm drinking right now, and I have a nice Friday buzz going. I'll be honest with you, two cans. I am buzzing, so I just want to thank you personally for for that's that keep you know, smiling, JP. I, I haven't smiled on my face since I, since I, I I'm, I'm very smiley today. It makes me very smiley. That's, so. that's, we don't make beer; we make people's weekends. And that's, that's mm. what on my next oh, there you go. I, five o'clock came. I was dying for this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's so. I tell you, full disclosure, I haven't made a beer in about 12 months at this stage. Two oh, okay. guys, <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all part of the process and we all designed the recipes together. But the two guys, Niall and John, um, are the brewers now. And they, they'll go and they, they brew the beer and I'm... Uh, I'm an office junkie now at this stage and I love every second of it. So I do all the, <laughs> do all the sales and marketing and I do all the designs for all the cans for all the three brands as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. Savage, so yeah. If, you're, if you're talking about uh, the beer brewing, I think that Niall and, Niall and John need to take the kudos for that. All right. So, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take the credit right now because we're talking. Yeah, right. yeah. Take it. Take it. We're giving it to you, Kev. <laughs> I, I won't tell the guys until, the, until after the weekend. So, at least have a whole weekend of, of credit taken for that. Yeah. There you go. Serious, brother. So, I, I think that brings us to the end of our chat with Kev from Third Barrel. Huge thank you for taking the time to, uh, to join us. Uh, Kev already mentioned it itself. Thirdbarrelbrewing.com. Get yourself some of these. These will brighten up your weekend. They are absolutely phenomenal. Check out your local independent off licenses as well. They, they should have them stocked. Uh, phenomenal beer. You will, you will not be sorry. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kev. That was awesome, right. man. Thanks for having me again, lads. Uh, thanks so right. much, Kev. Absolute right. pleasure. Mind yourself. Right. Good your luck, man. See ya. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Wow. That, man, if, if, if ever there was a reason to pick up Third Barrel... It's from listening to that man speak. I mean, passion, just easygoing. 
you, you, you can tell, you know, he, he's in it for the right reasons, I guess. And that was just phenomenal. What a privilege to speak to someone uh, like that. What do you think, JP? Well, I, I think you kind of look at like, you like to know their story, but I think behind their story, you want to know what their why is. And it's like, Man, he's yeah. clearly not into it because he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I can make a load of money in Ireland making craft beer. Like he's yeah. not like, he's totally like, no, that's not the case. I can't make a load of money, but I can do something I love and make money and live. You know And I think? Yeah. Anytime you meet someone that does something that they love and it's their passion and they want to share that passion with other people, like that's someone I like want to get behind. Yeah. And on top of that, his beer is actually really good. Like it's phenomenal. I, so that's my take on it. Love that guy, Kev. I can't yeah. wait uh, to go and sit there in the brewery and drink yeah. some pints with Kev. And that was my, like, you know, when you meet people and you're like, I would love to just sit and have a pint with that man. That, that was Kev. 100%. Oh yeah. You know? Super sound. Super sound. Oh my God. So an absolute privilege to talk to Kev. And as we said before, and we've been saying it all episode, if you want to get your hands on some of their uh, brands, they're super unique. Thirdbarrel.com. They have a web shop. Uh, they will ship directly to your door. It's absolutely phenomenal. Perhaps you don't live uh, you know, in close proximity uh, to the brewery itself. Do, do get your hands on them. They're absolutely uh, unbelievable. That, that was a great uh, conversation with Kev. And I think that brings us to the end of another phenomenal episode of Pandemic Pints. We do you hope you uh, enjoyed it and that uh, you enjoyed you know having a crack with us and Kev. Uh, please do share. As we mentioned, uh, we're on the, the way to 500 followers. Get in touch. Uh, drop an email. Suggest a topic. New episodes are Wednesday. And I think with that said, JP, we will leave it there until next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Third Barrel Brewing. <laughs>